Next on the 5 O'Clock Report. We win with honor and we, we lose with honor. You never stop dreaming. Stop doing stupid. We've never seen it this bad. We are ready for peace. A date which will live in infamy. Now, let's go to the newsroom. We win with honor and we, we lose with honor. Washington's shifting political landscape. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. The dust settling after yesterday's final U.S. Senate race was decided. Democrat Raphael Warnock winning a runoff election against Republican Herschel Walker. The work that we must do is difficult. The issues are not simple. They're complex. But here's my promise to you. I will walk with you even as I work for you. Walker says he fought the good fight. We've had a tough journey, have we not? But one of the things I want to tell all of you is you never stop dreaming. Warnock's win makes things easier for Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York and his fellow Democrats. People of Georgia are better off. Democratic Senate Caucus is better off. And America is better off because he ran and won. Former Republican National Committee Chairman Michael Steele says the 2022 election cycle sends a clear message to GOP leadership. For the GOP, stop doing stupid. Stop putting up candidates that you know can't even articulate a campaign, let alone run one. Meanwhile, there's a battle for the heart of the Republican Party with Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs challenging California's Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. However, Texas Congressman Kevin Brady insists it's not a civil war. We don't move in lockstep. We're pretty independent as Republicans. He says at the end of the day, it will likely be McCarthy's job. He's the current House Minority Leader. The full House will vote on that on January 3rd. Republican anger over Twitter's former management team and Democrats and the FBI remains red hot. The latest development, the new Twitter CEO Elon Musk's firing of James Baker, a key figure in Twitter's burying the Hunter Biden laptop story prior to the election. Baker formerly worked for James Comey at the FBI and played a prominent role in the false Trump-Russia collusion hoax. Ohio Rep. James Jordan wants answers to a lot of questions. The FBI's role in all this, those weekly briefings they were doing with big tech on the heels of that letter from 51 former intel officials that said it was a Russia disinformation operation baloney they knew it was baloney wisconsin senator rod johnson calls the scandal a coordinated cover-up between twitter and the fbi they knew the hunter biden computers out there they were just laying the groundwork in case that computer ever surfaced to sabotage it by labeling it misinformation republicans plan to subpoena documents related to the story to see if twitter and more importantly the fbi engaged in election interference new york congressman lee zeldin won't be running for republican national committee chair. However, he doesn't believe the current RNC chair should get another term. The question shouldn't be whether or not Ronnie McDaniel can put together the votes to get reelected to another term. I believe the real question that our party needs to have is whether or not she should be running for a fourth term. And I believe the answer to that is no. Zeldin released a statement saying he's grateful for messages he's received across the country encouraging him to run. He says McDaniel's re-election, though, appears to be, quote, pre-baked. The White House says President Biden is committed to banning assault weapons in the U.S. He's never going to stop showing up. He's never going to stop talking about this. He believes that speaking up and making sure that the American public is aware what his priorities are is important. Speaking to reporters, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said Biden will continue to push to revive an assault weapons ban despite an uphill battle battle to pass such legislation in a soon-to-be-divided Congress. The Supreme Court's conservative majority a bit skeptical 
about state lawmakers being able to set federal voting rules on their own. A North Carolina state court struck down Republican-drawn congressional districts. North Carolina Republicans brought an appeal to the highest court asking it to enact the independent state legislature theory, which would make it possible to deny state courts of the power to do so. In Raleigh, I'm Lisa Taylor. Uh, now to North Carolina, power should be restored before the day's out in parts of that state plunged into darkness by vandals who shot up two electrical substations over the weekend. Jeff Brooks is with Duke Energy. We've got all of that equipment in place now. What we're doing now is the final testing and preparing to synchronize that equipment to the electric grid so that we can begin bringing customers on this evening. Still no progress, though, reported in catching whoever did the damage. The triple-demic keeps spreading. We've never seen it this bad, not even during COVID. Infectious disease expert Dr. Yvonne Maldonado. This nursing director says avoid the ER unless your child's symptoms are serious. Not eating, drinking, not urinating, any respiratory trouble, trouble breathing, belly pulling, bring them in. China is starting to relax its harsh COVID-19 restrictions. The Chinese government said today people no longer need to show negative test results in order to travel to different parts of the country or enter most public venues. The risk now is with so many under-vaccinated elderly people, China is facing a huge surge in COVID deaths. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer, the citizen speaking through a translator, not sure what to make of it. I'm confused. Is zero COVID better or should we learn to live the virus? This government flip-flop. I'm just not sure which side to pick. Rare public protests erupted in Beijing and other major cities recently over the strict zero COVID policies put in place by Chinese authorities. An apparent coup attempt in Germany. A minor aristocrat named Heinrich XIII is led away by police. He was allegedly meant to be installed as Germany's new leader. Some of the conspirators were planning to storm the parliament, says chief prosecutor Peter Frank. Those arrested include members of a German far-right group, as well as some followers of QAnon. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. President Vladimir Putin says Russia will continue its war in Ukraine. He also says at the Kremlin that he would fix equipment shortages for Russian troops and added emphatically that fighting consistently can be the only answer from Russia. We are ready for peace, true, honest and fair peace. That's Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky who has been named Time's Man of the Year along with the Ukrainian spirit. Yesterday, December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. The immortal words of President Franklin D. Roosevelt the day after the Japanese surprise attacks on Pearl Harbor that happened exactly 81 years ago today. The attack drew America off the sidelines into World War II, which had started two years earlier. An observance at Pearl Harbor today themed on honoring its everlasting legacy. Today, we reflect upon and reverence the sacrifices of the brave men and women who faced the tremendous challenges that would earn them the title of the greatest generation. This Iowa woman whose grandfather was on the USS Pennsylvania during that attack says it's important to keep that memory alive. I really think that we should focus more on it because there's a lot of young folks that don't really know much about it. 2,400 Americans died in the Pearl Harbor attack. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, the CDC director talking masks in Pennsylvania, cooking with gas to be a thing of the past in New York, and some bad news for the Buffalo Bills. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. It will stay drab and cloudy tonight through tomorrow with a little rain or drizzle from time to time. Temperatures not moving much, spending much of the time in the 40s or low 50s. 
A Thursday, mainly cloudy, a little chillier with high temperatures mostly in the 40s. Thank you, Kevin. Now checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky in Pennsylvania today encouraging people to consider masking up again. Right now we know that masks do work for other respiratory viruses as well. So if you're so inclined, we really encourage people to consider putting masks back on. Winter flu and the respiratory disease RSV are spiking earlier than usual this year across most of the country. Walensky attended a medical summit in Philadelphia and was interviewed by NBC10. Joanna McClinton of Philadelphia quietly sworn in today as the new PA House Democratic leader. She's also set February 7th as the date for special elections in all three empty House seats, including the one vacated today by Lieutenant Governor-elect Austin Davis. That's not sitting well with Republicans. Republican leader Brian Cutler quickly responded to McClinton's announcement calling it an illegitimate power grab and a paperwork insurrection typical of a Democratic Party. ABC 27's James Crummel. He says the vacancies give Republicans a 101 to 99 majority and that Democrats are creating internal confusion by alleging they have a fake gerrymandered majority. Austin Davis said today he's vacating his seat in the state house ahead of taking his new role of lieutenant governor. In a letter to colleagues, the Democrat who represents Allegheny County wrote that his resignation is immediate, allowing him to transition to the administration of governor-elect Josh Shapiro. Authorities looking for two young people linked to the shooting of a teen outside of a Wawa store in eastern PA last night. Reporter Rob Match. The good news here is that we now know the victim is in stable condition. He was a 16-year-old boy from Phillipsburg, and he was shot once, but is expected to survive. Northampton County DA Terry Houck tells 69 News it's sad to see more youth violence in that neighborhood. We just see them younger and younger and you just sometimes wonder if they understand the gravity of, of this. Houck says the targeted attack might have been gang related. The Salvation Army of Clearfield, Pennsylvania is expecting a noticeable drop in giving this Christmas through its Red Kettle campaign. We're holding our own but because of not getting into some of the places we've been able to in the past we're afraid we might end up with about a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar shortfall. Major Stanley Newton says the Salvation Army provides critical services throughout the year not just at Christmas time. We do a few pantry, we do some utility assistance and rental assistance. We also do a backpack program for the kids back to school. We also have a summer feeding program where we go around and feed the kids in some of the housing development. The money collected during the month-long red kettle campaign amounts to 30% of the Salvation Army's overall yearly budget. New York now, climate rules are beginning to raise the eyebrows of some consumers. By 2030, less than eight years from now, gas stoves, washers, and dryers will be illegal in new homes and businesses. All appliances must be electric only in those. By 2035, all new vehicles purchased in New York must be electric. Shots rang out of the vigil this week for a murder victim in Rochester. Three people struck by gunfire while remembering a loved one who was killed by gunfire fire this summer. This one's 12-year-old daughter among the victims Monday night. Pure evil is what it is. I don't even know how to explain what happened yesterday. I'm still numb. It was a war zone. It was literally a war zone. The gunfire erupted at a vigil to celebrate what would have been the 18th birthday of a young man who was shot and killed in that same area over the summer. The appointment of Dr. John King as Chancellor of the SUNY system being criticized by a conservative education watchdog. The president of the Teaching and Learning Institute says King was at the core of the controversial Common Core curriculum when he led the state education department. There was, first of all, some denial of some of the components of the Common Core that he was involved in, and then more and more districts realized what 
what they were being asked to teach. And I'm hoping that that was part of the reason that he ultimately moved on because of the controversy that basically he was responsible for creating here in New York State. Ralph Carr tells Family Life that the financial stresses on many SUNY campuses will need to be the new chancellor's top priority. I think Dr. King is going to have his work cut out for him there. It's, it's, <laughs> it's sort of ironic that they have millions of dollars in deficits when they've been offering free tuition, but that's going to mean more taxpayer money being spent. To Arcade now, fire investigators looking for clues in the ashes of a large commercial building fire there last night. Damage estimated at $1.5 million to Finger Lakes Hay and Straw on Park Street. That fire drew several companies to the area to try to knock those flames down. One firefighter suffered minor injuries. And bad news for Buffalo Bills fans and the team today concerning their star pass rusher, Von Miller. Von uh, underwent surgery yesterday. It was uh, exploratory type of surgery, and it turned out that he... Uh, he got a uh, ACL repair in there, so he'll be out for the year. Head coach Sean McDermott, who says the rest of the defense and offense will just have to step up their games the rest of the season. Buffalo hosts the New York Jets this weekend. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. It was a less volatile session on Wall Street today. Some analysts are viewing stocks as being in a holding pattern until more economic data comes in over the next week, leading up to the Federal Reserve meeting. Canada today raising interest rates half a percent, but they also said they may not be doing any more moving forward. Tomorrow, we will see weekly jobless numbers. Markets are looking for higher job losses as a signal the Federal Reserve will ease hikes. Oil dropping $2 today, closing at $72 a barrel. The Dow Jones clawing back into positive territory, gaining a single point at the close. The S&P 500 lost 7, and the Nasdaq dipped 56. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. This is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life. Would you believe that Jesus taught more about money than he did about love? Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Money Wise Minute. The only thing Jesus talked about more than money and possessions during his ministry on earth was the kingdom of heaven. Economist Jerry Boyer notes that Jesus also tailored his messages to the audience. For example, he never rebuked wealthy individuals in Galilee where folks created wealth through honest labor. But when Jesus entered Judea where the corrupt ruling class lived, he confronted the rich young ruler, Zacchaeus the tax collector, and the money changers, who all used power and fraud to gain wealth. The lesson is there's nothing wrong with attaining wealth honestly, but amassing it through theft and corruption dishonors God. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use MoneyWise app. Download MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store or learn more at moneywise.org. Coming right up on the 5 o'clock report, an alarming situation at Doggy Daycare. It's been quite a day last I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life regional weather forecast. Some changes are afoot. Example number one, this weekend, an area of low pressure poses the potential of some snow accumulations across our region, at least parts of our region, come Sunday. Another system late next week heralds the arrival of what could be the coldest air of the season to date. But in the meantime, cloudy tonight, a spotted misty rain or drizzle, fog patch or two, low temps 30, still above the normal. Thursday is a cloudy day, a chillier day, with a few sunny breaks developing in central and eastern Pennsylvania, elsewhere the chance of a sprinkle or flurry, high temps 40s. 
Friday clouds and some sunshine and high temperatures down in the 30s to near 40. Thanks, Kevin. Finally, at 5, a canine camper had an alarming day at Doggy Day Camp recently. Family Life's Brian Query sinks his teeth into this one. Firefighters were called to Dogwoods Lodge in Grimes, Iowa. What at first was concern very quickly turned to the realization that the fire alarm had been pulled by one of the canine campers. For one of the campers, named Birdie, playtime got a little out of hand as Birdie reportedly had trouble containing her excitement while bouncing around and pulled down the wall-mounted fire alarm. The owner of Dogwoods Lodge said Birdie didn't seem bothered that she hounded fire personnel. She didn't seem to care at all. The other dogs were freaking out. The fire department responded on Facebook saying Birdie is forgiven, and the lodge posted its own photo showing Birdie wearing a sign that said, Dear Grimes Fire Department, I'm sorry that I pulled the fire alarm today. This gave Birdie time to pause and think about what she'd done. Brian Query, Family Life News. Oh, bad girl, Birdie, bad girl. Stick to fire hydrants from now on, please. That's the world we live in for Wednesday, December 7th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.